Mindfulness Mode 526. What people need to think about right now is how can you pivot your business in such a way to be prepared no matter what happens? Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome to Mindfulness Mode. So glad to have you here. I hope you're staying connected to people in your life. You know, make sure that you do make an effort to stay connected. I'm having to do that. And sometimes I'm feeling really disconnected. I have to be honest, you know, like sometimes I think, okay, what can I do to connect with some other people? And, you know, you can, there are so many ways you can get on the phone and just, just call somebody on the phone or get on a Zoom call, get on a Skype call. Anyway, I'm thinking about what I can do for you. What topic would you like me to do some new meditations on? I'll be recording some new ones and you can email me bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and let me know what topic to record some meditations on for you. And speaking of contacting me, I received an email from a devoted listener just recently. Thank you so much, Monica. She said, I'd like to thank you and your family for everything you're doing now and before this COVID thing. She said, listening to your meditations and interviews has helped me and my people a lot. She said she started listening to the podcast in December after years of suffering with isolation, insecurities, anxiety, and finally depression. And one of the things she said is, she said, last 18 months have been a real struggle. Very busy developing my professional path and and so on. And then she said the painful bereavement of a close friend, her father, and man, I can identify, you know, with my dad dying back in January of last year. And then, you know, so many things happening, my dog dying and my cat dying and oh man wow anyway but there's way more things that are worse than what I've experienced I know that some of you are experiencing far more challenges and I get that and I think that the important thing to always think about I know for me is think about what I'm grateful for and every day I think about gratitude and what I'm grateful for and the blessings in my life and And I use my mindfulness practice to bring those things to the front of my mind, those things that I'm grateful for. And I realize that some of you are having some trouble sleeping. I know that that can be an issue with the anxiety and stress about the pandemic and the economic fallout that's resulting from this. Some of you are having poor sleep, I'm sure. And I have a sleep meditation that I've recorded and and I've had really positive feedback on this meditation and it's free for you, Mindful Tribe. You can go and get this free at mindfulnessmode.com forward slash sleep. So like I said, send me an email. Let me know what I can do for you. What kind of meditations can I record for you on what topic and how can I help you? So send me an email at bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. And I would love to do that for you. And don't forget to download that sleep meditation at mindfulnessmode.com forward slash sleep. Today's episode coming up. I'm excited. I recorded it recently on April 14th, not so long ago. 
Sit back, relax, and enjoy this fun episode with Stacy. Hey, Mindful Tribe, have you ever wondered how mindfulness dovetails with certain kinds of businesses? Well, you might have wondered how it can connect to real estate, and you are going to find out because I have one of the ultimate experts in real estate investment and building a business in real estate. She's with me today, and not only is she all those things, but she's also an avid believer in mindfulness. I have Stacy Barenfoss with us today. Stacy, are you in mindfulness mode today? I am, and I'm excited to be here, Bruce. Oh, I'm so excited as well. Stacy has uniquely integrated mindfulness and meditation practices into her real estate company. And I think that is just the coolest thing. Her real estate company is called Catalyst Group, and she uses her limitless mindset practice as a tool to help people learn how to become a magnet for success. And get a load of this. Stacy started her real estate company at the age of 19 years old. So that's pretty incredible. She made it through the housing crisis of 2007 to 2010, and then continued to build the business to be a seven-figure operation. And one of the top real estate teams in the entire state of Idaho. So that's incredible. And then she did even more. She went ahead and she personally funded a development project consisting of 11 luxury homes while she was still operating her real estate team. So I'm so excited to talk about how you integrate meditation and personal development and all of these things into what you do. But first, could you tell us, Stacey, what does mindfulness mean to you? Absolutely. So mindfulness means to me to be with what is. And what I mean by that is being with what is in any moment, in every moment, and leading with and focusing on what is and having that being your guiding ship. Mindfulness to me means being aware of what is and not resisting what is. Most of the stress and turmoil that we experience in life can be tracked back to the suffering or resistance to what is. And so that's really what mindfulness means to me is being with that. So when you started your real estate business at 19 years old, did you have a certain amount of fear as you were heading into that? Absolutely, yes. And how did you deal with that? Yes, that's a great question. So fear is something that is always going to be there. And when I started my real estate company, not only was, you know, fear there, it was a crazy time, you know, being 2006 into 2007 and the crash that we experienced and fear was amplified, you know, at that point. And so the ways that I dealt with that were through, you know, personal development, reflection, which then led me to meditation and learning about mindfulness. What I found was the more that I was aware of the fear and almost let it be there, but didn't allow it to drive things, the less it had its hold on me, if that makes sense. Hmm. So the fear was absolutely there, but the more that I said, you know what, fear, 
you are there. And uh, it is a scary time. And I don't know a lot of people, but I'm going to lean in anyway. That really fueled me to overcome the fear. Did you have a mentor or a coach or someone kind of helping you through this? You know, at the time I had a great um, broker that led, um, you know, the brokerage that I was at on the real estate side, but I actually would watch The Secret, that movie, um, multiple times a week and would go on YouTube and watch, you know, a little Tony Robbins and Oprah at the time. It was, you know, 2005, 2006. So that's what I would do. Yeah. And people still do that today because yeah. that book, you know, it just doesn't get old in some ways. I mean, it's it's just about mindset and moving forward, just like you've described. So that's pretty incredible. Well, now we are facing a time of great challenge as well. And I honestly think, you know, it's going to take a while till this sinks in. I think that a lot of a lot of people don't really realize the seriousness of what we're going through right now and what it's going to entail. And of course, we can't look into the future. We don't truly know. But what are your comments about this time in history and what some of us might have to do with our businesses and with our, you know, the work that we do in life? Yeah. So I think the first thing is to remember that even though there is a lot of chaos and uncertainty externally that you don't have to go there internally. And so that is something that is really important because the more that you fuel your business, your life from the inside out, focusing on your internal state to fuel your results, the better and you know more ease, the better results you'll have and in a more effortless, I don't want to say effortless just because um, there's effort there, but um, the ease will be there. And what people need to think about right now is how can you pivot your business in such a way to be prepared no matter what happens? You know, if, if you pivot or add another revenue stream or get creative in delivering your service in one way or another, that is going to be another revenue stream if everything is okay. And it's going to empower you if it's not okay, you know, and we go into a recession. So I think thinking of, you know, how can I pivot my business and be strategic about my next moves and really look at things long-term versus, you know, how we're trained in society to have everything instantly and, and have that short-term focus. It's just about more of a long-term focus. Stacy, your story sounds incredible. And it sounds like you've just done so many of the right things. Have you ever failed? Oh, absolutely. Yes. What have you failed um, at? Like, oh, the list is so long. So, you know, I, I can go from, you know, failing at, you know, simple things like listing appointments or losing that client, you know, or, you know, building a team and it not being the right, you know, right people are going through the hiring process. You know, there's, there's definitely you know, so many things, um, a specific event, you know, that comes to mind of, you know, failure and you know, what I did with that was a situation where I had hired a big team. I had my team built out. It was running great, operating great, but I was not happy, but, you know, behind closed doors, I would just be so stressed and be suffering. And what I realized was, you know, it was time for me to step into my next level of who I needed to become because I was not was failing at being 
the leader that I needed to be to lead the team, you know, to the goal. And so, um, you know, that's an example that comes to mind of something that I, I failed at. And one thing that I, you know, am excited about in this next chapter, if you will, is what I've learned to become a strong leader and um, put those into practice. Stacy, do you know Andres Pira? I don't. Well, he's a billionaire in Thailand and he's a real estate investor. And like you, he was inspired by The Secret. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty fascinated at how your story kind of parallels his a little bit. He uh, uh, was quite a fascinating character and is a very successful man. But he, just like you, believes in mindfulness and meditation and all of these kinds of things. When you sit down to meditate, what does it look like? How often do you do it? How long do you do it? What's your meditation practice like, Stacy? Yeah, so the meditation practice that I have is daily and it is number one for me. I can tell if, you know, there's a day or if I'm traveling and I can't fit it in, I feel off if I don't do it. And so I have several practices that I do so that I can adapt to the day and what might come my way. And what I mean by that is I have different timed meditations that I do. So, you know, anything from a three minute meditation to an hour meditation, typically day to day, my meditation is 15 to 20 minutes. But during the day, what I do is if I have, you know, a big meeting coming up or maybe a phone call I know may be difficult or challenging is I have a three minute meditation that I will do before that meeting or phone call. And it is incredible to see how it goes differently. And honestly, how this level of consciousness overtakes both parties on the call or the meeting. Um, And so that that's the practice that, that I have. Um, And what it looks like is as simple as counting seven deep breaths. So, you know, seven deep breaths, making sure your exhalation is longer than your inhalation to a guided meditation. Well, in my intro, I mentioned that you use your limitless mindset practice. What is that? Yes. So what that is, is a mix between that three minute meditation that I mentioned and focusing on whatever visual in, you know, visualization, if you will, of what it is that you want and focusing on that and acting as if it's completed. So the um, equation for that limitless practice is intention plus effort plus divine intervention equals success or equals the results, the limitless, you know, result that I'm after. Well, you're obviously a very successful leader yourself, Stacy. What suggestions would you have for other leaders? What are some of the pitfalls you think people fall into, some of the problems, some of the mistakes they make, and how could people be better leaders? Yeah, you know, I think that the more focus that leaders can put on what is going on internally for their team members and employees, the better success that they'll have. We're taught to focus on the tactics, the to-dos, you know, the metrics, and it's hardly ever just that. It's more so 
you know, what's happening internally for the person or some sort of mindset block. And so I highly recommend bringing that into focus for leaders because it's a game changer. You know, we incorporate gratitude practice within my team check-in calls every day and just bringing the focus to one thing that people are grateful for. It completely changes the bond between team members, the dynamic and their days go differently, you know? And so I think as a leader focusing on how you can really serve your team, um, you know, and looking at your team as an internal employee, I'm sorry, internal client. Um, you know, you have your external clients and you have your internal clients. And so if you focus on, okay, how can I serve, you know, my team, the people that I'm leading, not only to get the success and the goal of whatever it is we need to achieve as an organization, but how can I help them reach their personal goals and really see them fulfill whatever it is that they want to do? Um, and also encourage them to think bigger because they can do way more than they think that they can. And anything is possible if you have that equation. So you offer your expertise as a coach. Can you tell us maybe a story about someone that you've helped through a difficult challenge in their lives and how they came out at the other side? Yeah, most definitely. So um, one example was um, a team member that I had. Um, she's a real estate agent. And um, she reminded me, honestly, a lot of myself. Um, she was 20 at the time that we started working together and um, was a new agent and didn't have that experience of what to do, who to call, that sort of thing. So I went through and, of course, created that master plan to achieve her income goals. But I just got the sense that there was something else there that might be holding her back. And so I took her through, you know, just a very casual question answer conversation, asking her about, you know, what's held her back? What are her relationships like? Um, even with her parents, because, you know, a lot of times we see that anything that happens, you know, in our childhood, we carry that forward and it holds us back in more ways than we want to admit. So in talking through that, she was able to identify that a lot of her self-doubt and um, almost a self-sabotage came from a broken relationship with her mother. And she was inspired to reach out to her mother. They didn't talk much really at all at that point. And um, she reached out and actually reestablished that relationship. And today that is a flourishing relationship. And she went on to um, sell almost 5 million in real estate sales that first year. And so just really working with her on that internal game, because that really frees you up so you can get the results you want externally. You've created this incredible real estate company, Catalyst Group, and then you've also funded this development with 11 beautiful luxury homes. And I was fortunate enough to see a video that you had created a couple of days ago when you sent it to me. And it's a beautiful video showing these incredible homes. What next? What do you have planned for the future for Stacy? Yeah. So um, I'll take you back a little bit. So when I first started in real estate, I saw that there was a gap and um I started as an assistant before I got licensed at 19. And while I was in that role, I, I just saw that 
gosh, clients could be treated much better. Agents could have a lot more guidance. And so my next project, my next chapter is I really want to change the game and and elevate the real estate industry in such a way that real estate agents can be empowered to build the businesses that they want. And so I'm in the process of building out... it's, It's a program that agents will go through at first for six months, and then it will turn into a 12-month program that will literally give them every step that they need to complete to build the business that they want. In real estate, we have a lot of tools, technology and resources, but there isn't a solution that tells you, hey, if you want to earn 50,000, 100,000, 500,000, do these 10 steps, track it this way, You need this kind of a team. You need that marketing plan. So that's what we've created is that one-stop shop. And so I find that if I can change the realtor, that will allow them to build consistent and reliable businesses. That will impact the consumer's experience, which unfortunately, we've all heard a consumer that's had a bad experience with a real estate agent. And so I, f- I feel that I can change it in that way if I empower them, thus impacting the consumer. So is this program a virtual program or do real estate agents have to go to a certain place to learn this? How does this work? Yes, it will be a virtual program and it will have, I mean, all of the you know spreadsheets and all of that. We use Google Drive, so it'll be all hosted virtually. And when do you think that will be available? So I'm actually doing my first launch on April 27th that will um, cover how to recession-proof your real estate business. And so what I'm going to be doing in that masterclass is going through a five-day series of you know, the basics of recession-proofing your business from how to prepare if we're going into recession and how to um, you know, keep your mindset tight and produce the results you want, no matter what kind of economy. And then from there, the first step of the program, which will be the limitless realtor circle that will start in June. So that's when we'll be accepting first admissions. And where do we find all this? Where's your website, Stacy? It is www.limitlessrealtorcircle.com. Limitlessrealtorcircle.com. Okay limitlessrealtorcircle.com. Well, this sounds really exciting. You know, I was in real estate myself at one point and I absolutely loved it. And I, I love investing in properties and fixing them up and selling them. And, and I have income properties, this kind of thing. I really enjoy it. I never really saw the connection directly with mindfulness, but I do know there can be a lot of fear involved, you know, when you're going to, you know, do an investment and you're like, should I or shouldn't I, you know, these kinds of things. I'm just wondering, uh, how do you teach that aspect of your program, mindfulness elements to your to your students? Yeah, so especially with clients, this is actually something that I do, you know, I mean, with people like you, you know, that you're out wanting to make moves in the real estate industry. Um, and I'll give you a quick example. I, I had a seller and her home was not selling. The market was very strong. And the way that I brought in mindfulness into that experience was 
walked her through the first step, which is what is the outcome that you want to achieve? I want to sell my house. Okay. Why do you want to sell your house and get her really focused on what it is that she's here to do? Because when fear creeps up, when concern creeps up, that takes over and you all of a sudden forget, you know, what you were trying to go for at the beginning. So focusing on what it is that you want and seeing it as done, not necessarily putting your energy and focus towards what you can't control, which is when is it going to happen? How's it going to go? All of the, you know, the questions. And so that's one example of a way that I've brought in that mindfulness and then challenged her to see when those concerns pop up, see when that fear pops up and have the awareness to refocus to the outcome. Stacy, if you were thinking, gee, I need a break, I need a week off, what would you do to immerse yourself in mindfulness so that you could just completely refresh yourself? Yes. So there is, there's a four-day course that I like to go to um, that's offered by the Wisdom School that I attend in India. And um, that's the Wisdom School is um, O&O Academy and the four-day class is Field of Abundance um, offered by Prithiji. And so that's, I mean, one way that I really enjoy, you know, going like all in. Um, but just on my own, I, I love immersing in reflecting in my journal and really looking at the time period that I'm coming out of. So let's say, you know, over the last month, like how have I felt? Bring attention and awareness to those emotions that I've been, you know, at home with, the, the emotions I've felt the most over the last month and um, really reflect on that in, in the journaling and then focus on how I can um, be more mindful going forward um, and really immerse in that practice. Right. I always ask a question about bullying because I've worked in that field for a long time. Do you have a story you can share with us about bullying where mindfulness would have made a difference? So I, I, I can't think of one specifically, but what I would like to um, talk to and speak to is, you know, what's, what's interesting about bullying is where that, you know, child or teenager is coming from is something to look at. And quite often it's just a scream for help or a way that this child or teenager is trying to you know, deal with emotions that they don't understand or deflect emotions that they don't understand. And so I would just offer, you know, to you and your audience in those situations as parents or as leaders to, you know, these kids inquiring more about, you know, what, what is going on at home or what simple, you know, situations could have happened as simple as, you know, the, the child or teenager not feeling, you know, accepted or loved because the parent was distracted for a moment. I mean, it's as simple as a wrong perception or a wrong point of view that as a child or teenager could be made. And the way that that is expressed is through bullying. And so just being aware of that is what I would like to offer. Mm, I think that's really good advice. So as you were growing up, 
do you feel like you were lifted up? You were encouraged? You were you grew up with this idea, you know, Stacy can do anything she wants. Stacy can make it. Stacy will be successful. Is that the sort of atmosphere you grew up in? Yes. My mother is still to this day my biggest fan. She always said, you can do it, nothing to it. That's what she would always say. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, definitely encouraged me that I could do anything that I set my mind to. And later, you know, she remarried and my stepdad, and he still tells me this to this day is what's the worst that could happen, you know? And if you fail, you're still young enough, you could clean it up, you know? And even if Mm -hmm. you're older, you can still clean it up and just to play all out and leave nothing for the next life. And so their leadership and impact on me definitely inspired my mindset. So what have you learned from your latest project where you were building the 11 luxury homes? (laughs) So much. I think, you know, what's interesting about the project was the self-development and growth that I went through, you know, more so than the experience of building them out. And so the, the biggest thing is being able to, you know, use my voice in a new way, in a different way. And, you know, what I mean by that is I love making sure everyone is great and people are taken care of. And in the past, that has led me to sometimes, you know, get burnt out myself, not necessarily have that self-care. And so just, you know, learning with subcontractors and and builders and all of the management that goes on with that, just really speaking up and, you know, holding that ground would be a major lesson. The other thing is a new level of faith and determination. You know, I've I've always looked at myself as someone very strong and you know, tenacious and determined and boy did that project just make me go to a new level in that, you know, just determination because a little bit about the project is we started construction in February of 2019 in a market that's I mean one of the hottest markets in the nation. And Everything was selling around me. And here I am building these spec homes and they weren't selling. I mean, cricket, everything Mm -hmm. else is selling. And so it was really challenging for me to practice what I preach. And so it was that new level of, of commitment to my mindfulness practices because the fear and the uncertainty was getting the best of me. And using the practices that I described today, I was able, you know, to get myself in those moments back on track so that I could deal with what I needed to. So those would be the two major lessons. So are those homes all sold now? You know, they're not actually. There's five left. So we've definitely had, you know, much more activity in in the sales, which is great. But overall, I mean, they're definitely starting to move. We're getting that activity Um, right before um, the virus hit. We had one of our busiest weeks that we've ever had. So I'm optimistic they'll all get sold in the next 30 days, hopefully. Stacy, do you ever feel any challenges working in this business being a woman? Do you feel like you are treated differently than you would be if you were a man? Yeah, it's, it's interesting you bring that up. So when I first started and got my license, I was you know, 19 and I went to several different brokerages to interview. And one, one of them was a man that led the brokerage. And He said that he would hire me and I could be like the nurse and he'd be like the doctor. I would go out and do all of the work and, you know, he would take care of the clients and everything. And that 
what's interesting is that was, so that was my first experience of real estate industry in a way. And what it did though, is it, it almost made it so that I was so resilient and almost protected myself in a way to future situations. And if ever, you know, that situation was a challenge, you know, being a woman versus, you know, dealing with men in this industry, it helped me rise above it. But I definitely have experienced it, especially in the building side, you know, the controlling situations and being, you know, subservient is something that is a reality and just keep pressing on and and push through it has been my, my strategy. Well, you certainly seem unfazed. Like you just seem happy and relaxed and grounded and strong. You really come across that way. So kudos to you because, you know, it's not always easy, is it? In life, there are certain situations that can be really challenging, but you seem like you've just moved through them. And I think it's amazing and wonderful how you've used mindfulness to do that. Thank you so much. Yes, it's everything. I mean, really, it's my foundation and it's what I lead with. You know, it's if something's not going, you know, well with someone, it's it's everything to lean back to. Yeah, that's fantastic. As we move on in the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions, Stacy. So the first one is this, who is one person who has influenced mindfulness in your life? That would be Pritiji and Krishnaji of O&O Academy. And number two, how has mindfulness affected your emotions? Mindfulness has allowed me to manage my emotions, be aware of them and allow them to be there, not trying to change them. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice. Well, it fuels everything. So it's very important and is the way that I get grounded, I get calm. And what's great about the breath is it's always with you. So you can take it wherever you go and, you know, lean back on it when you need it. Yeah, you sure can. If you could recommend a book related to mindfulness, what would that be? It would be The Four Sacred Secrets, which is authored by Krishnaji and Pritiji. Oh, I haven't read that one. I'll yeah. have to check it out. I have it the four here, actually. Sacred secrets. Oh, great. Yeah. The Four Sacred Secrets. Awesome. And can you share an app which can help with mindfulness? Yes. The Breathing Room is a great app that I use daily. And it also houses one of the three-minute meditations that I use before a client call or meeting. I see. So it's a guided meditation that you just put on and get right into the mode of meditating. Yes. That's fantastic. Wow. So it's so exciting to have you on the show and to learn, well, to learn how mindfulness can dovetail right into real estate or I'm sure any other business, of course, but it's particularly interesting about real estate and investing. And this is something that that we can really uh, learn from, especially with this changing time right now. So once again, let's uh, repeat where you can be found. So tell us your website again. Yes, my website is LimitlessRealtorCircle.com. LimitlessRealtorCircle.com. So Stacy, thanks so much for being on Mindfulness Mode. Thank you for having me. Right, all the best. Bye now. 